and we are live, and here we go. It is September 3rd, 2019, right after Labor Day. I hope everyone had a great weekend. Um, this is the Homies Podcast, and this will be the first solo pod that I kind of run out for you guys and kind of test the waves with, so bear with me. I hope it is something that you look forward to listening to either weekly or daily, monthly, whatever. I'm just here to tell my story again and to uh, let you guys in on, you know, the ins and outs of being a caregiver and being an only child that um, supports, you know, a disabled father. And um, there's a lot that goes into my life that I would like to express to you guys. So um, this is the Homies Podcast. And uh, having my dad around... Um, with ALS, um, doesn't allow me to get out of the house much. Um, I'm really home ridden. Um, I'm a homebody, and I, as much as I don't like to be home all the time, it is a luxury to be home all the time. Um, not only to be with my dad, but you know, I get to enjoy my own, my own space, my own calmness. Um, working a nine to five can be rigorous for people, and for me, when I was being a caregiver, working was the most added stress in my life because one I had to provide two my own sanity was just going out the window and three I mean to be home to make this my job just seemed like the right move even though it it could be temporary um, like anything is in this life Um, I'm just going with the flow staying present as much as possible and letting everything else just take into account how it's supposed to um life is very unpredictable and I am a I don't want to say like a victim to that but that's what I feel like but life happens to all of us all around all the time and my situation is very different from those that may be listening or maybe not know me Um, but this is where I'm here to be almost like a life coach and walk you through the ups and downs of life and um, I kind of relish in that setting. Uh, I was a, I worked in a bank for five years and was constantly helping people with not only like their banking and financial needs, but they would come to me like I was a therapist and just tell me all about their life. And I would, you know, kind of set it in for them that it's not that bad. It could always be worse. And I tell them my story and they're just, their jaws hit the floor and they leave, you know, my presence. I feel like having a better day because they know that someone is struggling a little more than they are. And um, they have some gratitude and they have some kindness in their heart to, uh, you know, thank me and be appreciative of what I do for not only myself but for my family. Um, It's very um, motivating to keep going. Hence the Homies podcast. Me having, like I said, my dad here all the time um, allows for me to have friends over, family over. Um, Pretty much anyone that wants to come hang out can come hang out. And we can pod together. We can just shoot the shit together, talk about anything and everything together. Um, It was kind of difficult for me to set up a solo pod because I didn't know what I wanted to talk about. I didn't know um, what people wanted to listen to necessarily for a first episode. Um, And I know for the majority of listeners, they're going to know who I am in the beginning and they're going to know my story. They're going to know that my dad has fought ALS for 30 years. They will know that my mom passed away when I was 18, which is 12 years ago. Um, And I'm an only child. And 
this is not what I expected in life, and this is not how I thought it would go down, but here we are, and I keep my head up high, and it's it's a new day tomorrow, and it's a current day today, so be present, worry about tomorrow when it gets here, and don't even look back on what happened yesterday, the day before, the day before that. If something bothers you, work on it, learn from it, grow from it, and just <laughs> live your life. Like, I don't, I don't want people to have a misstep in life and, you know, you look down on that idea or you look down on that thought that you had or the action that you had. Um, you have to embrace all, you know. We're human. We're not going to be perfect. So if you take the good and the bad, you know, you're you're having a constant battle with yourself if this is a good thing to do or if this is a bad thing to do. Just use your brain. Use your common sense. Um, I don't want to lose thought here, but it's difficult for me to see other people around not taking things so seriously in life. Um... I don't want to say school and work. It's more, it's more about like your your personal growth. I see a lot of people, you know, stagnant, and I felt like one of those people, and I didn't want to fall into a, oh, I'm just hanging out today. I'm not doing much today, and like I felt like I was falling into a trap like that. So, I've had many hobbies throughout my life, trying to figure out a, you know, not a way out or not a shortcut, but something that I thoroughly enjoy. And something that brings me life. And I tried DJing. It was okay. I think this is a little more my speed. This is a lot more fun. Um, I'm not doing a, like video with the podcasting yet. I just wanted to try the audio. I want to see what the response is like from different different people driving to work, driving home from work. If you know Whatever the case may be, whenever you're able to listen, I want to see what the response is like and how I can improve myself to bring you a better podcast. Being a solo podcaster, I guess you could say, is not easy. It's I don't like talking to myself necessarily. If I do talk to myself, it's internally, it's in my own head, and I can't get out every thought I have. However, I write, I write notes down, I write things that I want to talk about, and that makes it easier to flow. Um, it'll definitely be easier to flow when I have a homie here with me, and in the neighborhood, I guess you could say. And um, later today, I will be shooting... Uh, NFL win totals for 2019. We'll go through all the teams and um, say if we like the over or under for as many games as they will win in a season. And um, that'll be a more fun podcast. It'll be uh, more interactive with a buddy. And um, it won't be me just rambling. Um, Like I said, I don't like to hear myself ramble. I don't like to talk to myself necessarily. But it is healthy for me to... Um, explain my story, tell my, tell everyone my thoughts, whether they're good or bad, because people out there not only want to listen to me, but they probably want to help me just as much as I want to help them. So, yes, it's um, very exciting for me to get this rolling. Uh, I've been taking plenty of notes on, you know, who am I, what am I, where am I, when will I, and why am I doing certain things. And Oh, man, for five, no, for three and a half years, I've been a solo caregiver. And um, my dad had his dad move out here to California 
when my mom passed away in 2007, and I was just going to school, um, junior college. I had graduated high school with no mom to watch me graduate, and that was devastating for me because I just looked at my dad from the stands of the graduation ceremony and saw him crying. And I know he's probably crying for 90 different reasons. One being that I got through school. Two being that my mom wasn't here to see me get through school. However, I point to the heavens every day. I look up every day. And thanks for the blessings that I get every day. There's nothing like having guardian angels above you. And there's nothing like having someone with a different force guide you through life. And I firmly believe that I'm on a path that I'm supposed to be on. And it's tumultuous at times, but I'm here fighting, and I'm the motivation for y'all to keep fighting as well. And um, after junior college was over, my grandfather passed away, and I had to drop out of a four-year college and become the full-time caregiver that I am today. Um, like I said, we're three and a half years in. This is absolutely not easy, but it's the most self-rewarding thing I could have ever done for myself. Um, a lot of people don't know this, but after high school in California, I was going to move back to Philly after um, my mom had passed. And the plan was for me to just go by myself, leave my dad with my uncle, and I was just kind of do my own thing. But I internalized that, and I deeply, deeply thought about what I was doing. And I just couldn't come to terms with leaving my dad permanently. That didn't seem like the right move. It didn't seem, it just didn't seem right. So I withdrew from the school I was going to go to in Philly. And I decided to go to a junior college and continue living with my dad and my uncle. Um, we were eventually able to find a place to rent here in the San Fernando Valley. And we've been here since 2007, 12 years of valley living. And, um... I'm thankful for where I am. It's, it could always be worse, and it can always be better. Um, the motivation for me is soaring high because I want a house with a pool, and this house does not have a pool. It has a, an in-ground frickin' pool full of dirt because the, I guess the renter didn't want to deal with blah, blah. So I have to look at a, a frickin' empty, filled dirt pool every day. But if that's not motivation, I don't know what is because... I want to walk frickin' cannibal every morning, and I want to swim laps, and, you know, I want to enjoy more to life, things that I didn't have as a child, um, I want to have as an adult, because I'm a big kid, and Toys R Us is opening soon, <laughs> just kidding, um, I'm gonna bounce all over the place, because that's what I do. And this is the first podcast, and I don't really have a choice. Um, caregiving gets heavy, so, you know, I, I don't lose train of thought, but I, my thoughts bounce around based on what I'm thinking at the current time. And when I think about caregiving, I think about, you know, my own happiness and my own space have to be sacrificed for several hours of every day. Um... It's 8.30 in the morning right now, and this is my time to myself to really um, hone in a craft, hone in a hobby. I play video games. I watch a ton of sports. I exercise maybe three times, four times a week, depending on how I feel energy-wise. Um, I, I wake up 
throughout the night for my dad if he needs assistance or if he needs medicine, what have you. I'm, um, I'm a light sleeper. I sleep with a baby monitor. Um, I pretty much have a child at this point. Me and my father have reversed roles almost, it seems. Um, he's, he's so great for me because he keeps me in check um, on days that I think I don't need to be checked or he'll just give me a look and, you know, he brings me back to life a little bit. I get a little, I wouldn't say irrational, but I get crazy. I get cabin fever. I need to get out of here. Um, when I have thoughts like that, I think about my dad mostly because he can't do a lot of things for himself. The ALS really slows him down as far as wanting to get out, um, doing things for himself. He's so limited and he doesn't want to burden me and constantly ask me for this and for that and for this and for that. But I tell him that I, I made this sacrifice to be home for him, to be home, you know, to change him, to feed him, just hang out with him. You know, I don't want a stranger in the house. I don't want to have to pay somebody $100 a day or $100 every two days to just sit with him and give him water. And uh, it's just, I've weighed so many different options on getting help. But I feel like the best help for me is when my friends are with me, my homies, I should say. Um, there's nothing like having camaraderie in the house that I can trust and that my dad enjoys, and that my dad can look forward to having, you know, my friends around, and different conversations, and different sporting events, movies, music. Uh, we just watched the Travis Scott documentary on Netflix, which is really, really cool. Um, his fans go absolutely crazy for him. Uh, we just watched the Dave Chappelle show, or not the show, but the, the latest skit that he had, and that was incredible. I don't know. When he starts laughing, everyone starts laughing when he starts laughing, we also have to watch him because he can choke. So if he's eating, don't make him laugh. If he's drinking, don't make him laugh. <laughs> I insist that you just wait until he's, you know, swallow your water, get your food out of your mouth, and they can laugh. We've had too many exciting times around here where he starts choking and my friends are like, oh, my God, what's wrong? <laughs> but I save him. I always save him. I'm very in tune with what's going on. Um, and I, I don't know if I can trust an outside body to recognize, you know, different signs that he has. He can talk to me with his eyes pretty much. I, I know by the look of his face what he needs in 99% of the situations. <clears throat> so, I mean, I don't, I don't really want to go that route until it's time. And that time will dictate itself, and I will know when I need to make that proper move but we're not there yet so I don't like to get ahead of myself instead I like to relish in the moment and this is a very exciting time because football is getting started basketball is getting started hockey's getting started and baseball is finally coming to a close we can't stand baseball it's too slow we love our Phillies he loves his quote-unquote Dodgers because he's a Dodger fan liar He's a big, fat liar. He doesn't know what he likes. He just doesn't like losing, and the Phillies seem to lose a lot. Except for 2008, right, Dad? <laughs> anyway, um, we have a lot to look forward to, which makes me extremely happy. Um, when he wakes up, you know, he either has a smile on his face or he'll tell me he has a headache or he doesn't feel good. 
but when it's eagle season, he constantly has something to look forward to. He has um, numerous, numerous uh, podcasts, YouTube channels, um, just shows that he watches for himself that he thoroughly enjoys. And that also led me to wanting to podcast because I'm watching my dad every day watch um, Sports Talk with Broads. He's a East Coast, South Jersey kid that just talks about Philly sports pretty much in in the in the capacity that my dad needs. It's a um, it's it's very great. He gives us all the ins and outs to our teams, whether he's non-biased or biased. He's very um, he's very upfront with his sports. And he's very upfront with Philly in general. So watching those videos motivated me that, hey, I could do something similar. I could either, I can even collaborate. Um, but my own friends, my own homies that come to the house can pod with me and we can chat about anything. And I want to know um, what kind of episodes, what kind of topics um, my different listeners want to hear us from us, I should say. Um, there's nothing like playing to an audience, and I I feel like I'm well-versed in most sports. I'm well-versed in movies, music, TV shows, um, pop culture, just, like, life in general. Um, there's so many different things that we can touch on that I would love to bring to you and um, would love to um, just give you something to look forward to when you're looking through your podcast. You can say, hey, I want to check out the Homies podcast and see what those guys are up to. And... Um, that would be appreciative. I would really, um, I don't know how to say this. I don't, I don't want to give up podcasting. I don't want to stop. I feel like it's the best outlet. So if I do ramble too much about ALS, if I do ramble too much about sports, maybe I'll just play to those audiences and um, kind of funnel out the things that we don't talk about. But I'm not about limiting myself. I always shoot high. I always want to not please everybody, but you know, I there there's joy in making people laugh, and there's joy in bringing some value to listeners and the audience in general. I want to be that. Um, I like the Joe Rogan podcast a lot. I like that he always has a different guest on, and they'll always talk about absolutely wall to wall it's so different they'll have MMA shows and fighting shows and then he'll have you know like an alien scientist on and uh, different actors comedians the list goes on and on and I just had to get the ball rolling I just had to get it started and who knows maybe one day we can have not only a celebrity but maybe a hot shot on here in the uh, on, on the homies podcast I um I don't have a true vision for where this is going to go. Like I said, I I stay in the moment as much as humanly possible. And I like to see how things unfold. And I like to see how I can make things unfold. Um, bear with me. I have notes in front of me that I have not really been going with. I just kind of, you know, look. I don't want to... Um, get wrapped up in reading to you guys I'd rather everything come from you know my heart and my insides I am a very genuine person I I want nothing more than for people to get everything they can out of life um, I've seen too many angles at, a, at like a young age of people just 
uh, they don't surround themselves properly, they don't take care of themselves properly, and then they expect, like, these these results to get them to the next, like, I don't know, level or stage of their life when they're not putting in work or they're not putting in time. Um, everybody has their own way of putting in work and putting in time. Um, every day I put in time, I put in work um, for my dad. I put in work for myself to show up and to um, be as happy as possible. And I control that um, to an extent, of course. But ultimately, we all control our own happiness. If you're not happy at work, people, what are you doing? Like, I know we need money. I know we need to pay week to week, bi-weekly, monthly, whatever. But you need to analyze yourself and think about what I'm doing and is this the right way to go? Um, office jobs, 9 to 5. If, is everyone really, truly happy? Like, oh, I get to go to work and sit in a cubicle and... Yeah, I'm sure some of you love that and you worked your asses off to get there. But is that your passion was to sit in an office and I don't I just don't know how people in California, especially with this weather, just want to sit inside for 8 hours a day. Get one hour lunch, get a 10 minute break, you know, and you're just enclosed in in this damn building all day. For me, when I worked at the bank, it was an escape away from home for me. It was the longest I had worked somewhere, five years. And I thoroughly enjoyed helping all the people that I would see, especially every day. I would see some of the same faces. And I would have, like, really good conversations with those people, not even banking-related. And I just think that goes a long way because I'm able to impact someone's life, um, either financially or just mentally, um, physically, spiritually, whatever. Um, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I was... I was favorited at that branch when it comes to um, members coming in and wanting to be helped. Um, people would wait in line for me. People would always, you know, wait that extra minute to either say hi or bye to me if I was busy or not. Um, I feel like inside I'm a really, really good person, and I've only come that way because I've analyzed myself. I find out what what people do like and what people don't like in interaction and I, I just try and be the best version of myself and I'm constantly growing it's just life is a it's a, it's a tricky thing here it's real tricky I'm gonna have a drink of water um, bringing value like I said is it's just um, something I don't get enough of it really makes me tick. Um, people look at me and probably think all the time, how do you do it? How do you have such patience? And um, I honestly don't know. I promise myself that I show up every day. And I just let the rest take care of itself. And... When I was working at the bank, I didn't really, towards the end anyway, I didn't let myself grieve or, you know, I, I couldn't handle my own emotions because I was so wrapped up in helping other people. I lost sight of myself and I was getting stressed and it later caused me to leave my job, which I loved very much. But things happen in life for a reason and they happen at specific times for a reason and... 
it's just it's difficult to think about because everything that has shaped me in life is has come from something really really negative um like death <laughs> um people leaving people walking out of my life it's never easy but i have to accept that in this long span of life things like that will happen people will come and go all the time it's nothing to um run home about it's just it's not how it's supposed to be it's it's supposed to be different and you're supposed to find that path and walk it run it ride it until you feel like you're you know you reached your full potential as a person you you feel like you're doing something right for yourself and for others it's big um a lot of people are too selfish to recognize and go about that why a lot of friendships and relationships and marriages don't work is because people become too selfish and they don't understand what their either their partner needs or their friend needs or you know you have to think about other people besides yourself you have to always of course be selfish for yourself because you you live your own life and you have your own your own shit to handle but other people are going through things too and if you can help bring them light and bring them joy for even five minutes of that day maybe they remember you forever maybe they remember you for the week you set their week on fire like there's nothing like that there's no better feeling than helping someone and watching them thrive off of it that's why everyone that has kids and they see their kids do something great they cry they clap uncontrollably or they freak out i know my mom was like that every time i played sports or did anything for school I always wanted to like shine a little brighter so my mom would be like yeah and like just freak out scream because that's how she was and I wanted to hear it and when it was bad she would yell at me and she'd roll up a newspaper and get that wooden spoon out and scream the same thing Anthony! and I'd you know freak out a little bit but it learned it learned me it taught me how to just you know grow from being a little prick kid and not be such a brat. Uh, I was spoiled my whole life. I am the the absolute baby in my family. I'm the number nine grandchild in the first generation. And everyone, all my cousins are older than me. My mom made it a big deal to fuss over me and to let me win everything and to just Anthony, 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 Anthony. I was like the God-sent child in her eyes, which I guess any parent feels that way. But as I get older... And I appreciate what I was given as a child and how quickly it was all taken away from me. I appreciate so many different things of life now. I feel like I'm not that little brat piece of crap anymore. I mean, not that I was a piece of crap, but I was, I felt entitled all the time. I was the little brat child and I didn't want to grow up to be that. I wanted to be better than that. And unfortunately it took a lot for me to understand that, um, I'll never forget senior year of high school. I was, um, my mom had just passed away and I was just getting ready to go back to school. Um, I had my lunch made for me every day since I was in kindergarten, whether it was my mother making my lunch or my grandmom. Um, I always had a soda, a sandwich, a bag of chips, and maybe some kind of other snack every single day until the end of high school and I had to make my own lunch right before the end of uh, senior year I had never made my own lunch before 
And as something so small, it just opened my eyes to everything that I wouldn't be able to rely on my mom anymore. I definitely couldn't rely on my dad. It was opposite. He had to rely on me. I had to make his lunch. I had to make his breakfast. I had to make his dinner. And I had lost all that. I didn't know what to do. I knew the microwave worked. I knew the toaster oven worked. I knew how the stove worked. I had to make it happen. And little by little, it all happened. And I trusted myself. Uh, I used my guardians up top. And they pushed me through. But something as small as making your lunch and not having that when you wake up shook my world and um, brought tears to my eyes. And going to school and having all the all my friends and all the teachers console me and tell me that they're sorry and that everything's going to be all right. That was extremely, extremely difficult for me to go through the last remaining couple weeks of school. But I had, I had the support from my homies, and um, I did a great job about building a foundation here in California when I went to high school. I, I had friends in all groups. I bounced around as much as I could. People, you know, they loved my accent. They loved how I said water, and they loved how, you know, it was just myself every day. There was nothing, um, there was nothing like me at that high school. And I can honestly say it was the best four years that I had. And I, I honestly wish I could go back and just do it again. It was um, it was a complete culture shock in the East Coast. Um, if I had gone to high school back East, I would have been locked in one building all day in a crappy uniform because I went to Catholic school. Um, here in the Catholic school in California, I got to wear khaki shorts and a polo every single day I never wore pants not once I didn't care if it rained I didn't care if it was 50 degrees I was living in California in a polo and shorts at a Catholic high school I would never change any of that got to eat lunch outside got to walk from class to class outside East Coast doesn't even have any idea what that's like because you're either freezing or you're either sweating because it's so hot. California, thank you for um, embracing me. And, uh, I mean, <laughs> never in a million years would I have thought I would end up in California. Because watching all those, you know, Say by the Bell and different different school shows that are on TV, you're like, wow, that's real? And then you get to California, and you're like, oh, yeah, that's real. It's just mind-blowing. So for you all that have not experienced California or L.A. in general, not even school-related, get your asses here. Experience this, and you can hop on my pod when you come visit. Um, it's just truly a blessing to be here. Um, a lot of bad things in my life have happened out here, and I don't know if they would have been prevented had I stayed back east. But that's not something for me to fall down a wormhole about. It's, it's okay that things happen the way they did. Um, I'm all about learning from, uh, not mistakes, but 
from past experience and how can I better myself and better our situation so I can prevent having such big headaches and you know some tumultuous times because I've had a ton and it's I'm only 30 years into my life the good news is I don't have I mean actually I won't even say that's good news I'm gonna just forget that altogether because I'm not gonna talk about afterlife and stuff on the first episode that just doesn't seem seem good um this is more of my introduction I've gone about 30 minutes I don't know what this is going to be like I just hope I can relate to people I hope that um, people can look to me for advice and can just ask me broad questions and I can give you exact answers as best to my ability as I can Um, life isn't easy guys I'm here for y'all as a life coach even though I'm not like super certified Um, I'm certified through life itself, through life experience itself. Um, I've gone through it. I've seen, I've seen just about everything. And I would love to discuss, um, different issues and problems and good things and bad things with my audience and comment me, text me, post on social media, whatever it takes. Um, I'm here for y'all and I appreciate everyone for listening to this first episode And I look forward to shooting many more for y'all guys. So this is the Homies Podcast, and we are are one episode down. I will will catch up with y'all later, and y'all have a great Tuesday. Thank you.